Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk What's that? Did you say Sneakatoka? Sneakatoka. <laughs> you guys stop it. Oh, look who's look who's speaking up. The cop. <laughs> the cop. <laughs> uh, I'm a plumber, man. I'm a plumber. I swear. <laughs> okay. Sir. We went down my road with him. He slept in the freaking driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, you rode with me a couple times, didn't you? Yep, kept you out of trouble. Back in the day. <laughs> he hey guys, he kept uh, more like you kept him from a nap. Made yeah. a guy pee on himself. I'll let him tell a story. <laughs> there's a, uh, hey guys, there's, there's, a new, uh, there's a new upload. You guys need yourself out if you're not talking, please. There's a new upload, episode 135. I just put it up about a half hour ago, 20 minutes ago. And it's uh, J.C. and Shaman going to swear out a warrant against the judge. They did that yesterday. We're going to be talking about that tonight. And uh, so that was uh, uploaded as episode 135, which you can get on TalkShoe, same place you tuned in for tonight. This is episode uh, 136, and this is TalkShoe 134084. Tonight is Saturday, June 30th, 2018. And... uh, Wednesdays we do common law, the how, and Saturdays we do the law, natural law, uh, and, and why we do what we do and uh, how we pursue things and what what drives us and so on. So I'm I don't we we didn't really have a chance to talk too much before the call, so I'm just going to let JC and Sean roll with it and and jump in whenever they're ready. I, I don't have any announcements to make or anything. We were just talking. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, everybody, for coming out this evening and, you know, spending your Saturday evening with us. And we're not going to be here on the 4th of July, so I hope everybody goes out and has a pretty good time, stay safe, and, uh, you know. Don't get pulled over by the popo. Right? Make sure you shoot off lots of fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Very legal in your state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. You need a license but for that? seriously. <laughs> is there a form I have to fill out for? <laughs> I think in the states where it is illegal, you can get a form and fill it out for permission. Actually, I'm in one of those states where they don't like it. Uh, We're in Tennessee where they just blow them off and then the cops run around all night trying to catch them and they never can. <laughs> and then they get shot at with fireworks, right? Yeah, pretty much. I had uh, somebody, I, I was I was at work in Boston and, and uh, some guy asked me what I was doing for the 4th and I told him we picked up my partner and I, we were both on the job. 
we had picked up a bunch of fireworks and we were going to, you know, blow them up down at the river. And so he says, really? He says, let me make you something. And so he made us some homemade stuff. He was a munitions expert in the Army. And so uh, awesome. I, didn't, I didn't trust what he gave me, so I never blew him off until, you know, two or three months later, I finally just the curiosity just got me and I just needed to know what the heck it was. And it was these cherry bombs about the size of a tennis ball. And, oh, my uh, God. Yeah. And so I put one on the water, like right at the base of the water on the beach, and I, I lit it, and I went back about 100 feet, and it almost blew my T-shirt off. <laughs> and I thought, oh, shit, we're, we're in deep shit. We're in deep shit. We better blow off the other two quick and get rid of the evidence. <laughs> Freaking straightened your hair. Fish oh, yeah. are floating up to the top of the water. I was, oh, my God. It hit me so hard. I was I was almost a hundred feet back, and 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 it hit me so hard. I started laughing out loud. <laughs> yeah, that's how much fun that is when your heart stops from it. Any of you ever been to the Any of you ever been to the Unicoi County Fireworks Show? No. Nope. We used to make the Cremora bombs in five gallon buckets for that show. They set the crowd back so far. Last year we did it. <laughs> last year. The last year. The last year he did it, he set it off so hard it was down in a ball field behind the school, and you could feel the heat off them things in the front yard up at the house. People were standing up, starting to move back. <laughs> hey, Chris, remind me to show you pictures. I used to do uh, fireworks shows in Orlando for the same company that taught Disney how to do it, and they did the Orlando show. And we used to do um, my buddy uh, – my buddy, uh, Mike and Joey and I did shows, and I've got pictures. We had one of those rack systems that, like, it you would just, you know, hit the detonator, and then, like, this whole rack would go through a series for the show, you know? And somehow there was so much concussion off of it, it blew the thing sideways, and I'm running. You see there's a picture of me running with these flames shooting over my head, and it's shooting stuff at me, and I'm diving out of the way. It was great. <laughs> All you see is my hair flying and flames and my baby screaming, oh, my God. When I die, when I die and I'm cremated, please turn me into, like, a 10-inch mortar or something. On your case, like a 2-inch. I'd love to. Yeah. 2-inch. Man. Oh, God. And uh, we were hustling them, and so I had a bunch of fireworks. Got for free, and so I went down to uh, Seneca because my buddy down there, he, he got permission from his manager, who got permission from the general manager to shoot him off the roof of these Applebee's, this Applebee's <laughs> down there. And, uh, you know, about midnight, we ended up uh, coming off of the roof and shooting them off the back parking lot. And it was about 1.30, and my buddy... He drops his beer and he goes five o five o and he runs into the Applebee's and I'm like man that just makes you look guilty you know so this cop comes streaming up and he gets out of his car he goes you guys are done here right and I go if that's what it takes for you to go away yes we're done he was like you want to play these games you want to play these games yes actually I do and so he's like that's your beer right there the one that my buddy dropped I'm like no sir. I'm drinking this water right here. And he goes, well, whose beer is that? you got to tell me whose beer that is. And I go, well, you're the cop. Why don't you take it down to the police station, dust it for fingerprints, and come back when you got a suspect. 
he didn't like that so much. So then he was like, hey, you, you're trespassing, you know. And I go, no, we got the permission to be here, you know, as general manager and such. Actually, come to think about it, I think you might be trespassing. <laughs> and <laughs> he, he didn't want to talk to me anymore. So he was like, you go get the general manager. You go get the manager. And so I go in, into the Applebee's and, and uh, walk up to the front where my buddy's sitting, like, hiding. And I, I talked to the manager. I'm like, man, the cop wants to talk to you. You know, I was like, dude, why'd you run? That's retarded. And so then as uh, the manager's going out the kitchen to talk to the cop, the cop just took it upon himself to come in through the kitchen. And the manager's like, what the hell are you doing? Get out of my kitchen. These people are trying to go home. What, what would happen if you slipped and fell? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so anyways, um, I'm cutting the story down a little bit. But, like, uh, when I get back outside, I notice this car pulling up, and I know the car because we sent them on a beer run. They had to drive to Georgia because they wouldn't sell alcohol on Sunday here back then. And uh, when they're pulling up, of course, everybody in the car is drinking. And the cop pulls up right behind them, and my buddy comes running around the corner like, hey, John, John, you know, that guy, he wants to buy some fireworks, that cop. He wants to buy some fireworks. And I'm like, come away from the car with all the people drinking in it. I told them where we were headed the party to after that. So he comes over, and I got my trunk popped, and, you know, I'm, I show him a couple mortar packs, and he ends up buying two. And he was like, how much are these two packs of mortars? And I go, man, 20 bucks. And he goes, Dude, I could have taken somebody to jail. I really helped you guys out. I was like, man, you rolled up here, broke up the party, sent everybody home, and you want me to help you out more? I mean, those are $40 worth of fireworks right there. What the crap? That's hilarious. So then I ended up selling them the two mortar packs for 20 bucks. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Um, that cop can't be in that parking lot unless that that business calls for him, correct? Well, no, they, no, they, it's his venue. Yeah, and they have a city ordinance: no shooting fireworks off after midnight. Like he even told me that you know there were a whole group of cops, like probably about a quarter of a mile away, away, just watching us shoot off all these fireworks because. Yeah, you know, I always cut the best stuff for myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to shake this freaking cold. Um, so, I don't know if you guys listened to the audio of what we did yesterday, but um, tonight's little episode here, is going to tie into it. Hey, Sean, before you keep going, a lot of people just tuned in. Uh, the audio that Sean's talking about is uh, JC and Sean went to... Hello? I think we, we might... Lost. Well, I'll finish it for him then. We went to uh, North Carolina yesterday to swear a warrant on a man who acts as a judge because they're not above the law. <clears throat> but uh, apparently they think they are. So 
you know, the audio is, is that. Um, it's a segment. There's obviously more, but um, it's a pretty good segment, and you get to hear the magistrate talking to JC and I, and you can hear toward the end of it that there's several people there. And uh, it's a pretty interesting story that we'll get to on the other side of the lesson plan for tonight. But, uh, of course, this lesson plan ties in with the last lesson plan, ties in with the last lesson plan, and keeps going. You'll have to forgive me. I'm still getting over that sinus infection or whatever it was I had that everybody actually put me on a prayer list about. So it must have sounded pretty rough. Um, but anyway, I'm going to start you in sound Joshua kinda, 24 you sound kind of whiny. That's just because I've been married for 26 years. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, just hold, yeah, hold up, Bubba, and let me get through this lesson plan, and then we'll, we'll get some chit-chat going, okay, brother? On, uh, Joshua... 24, 14 is where I'm going to start. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him with sincerity and in truth. And put away gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood, where, you know, where Babylon was. And in Egypt, you know, the Pharaoh, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers that were served on the other side of the flood or the god of the Amorites. In whose land ye dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So I'm going to pray real quick. Uh, Yahweh, Father, please help us understand what's going on tonight. Bless the words, the message. Um, Help us have understanding. But most importantly, application. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to understand there comes a time to put that understanding into action and faith without works is a dead faith uh in Yahweh's name or in Yahshua's name we pray amen so <clears throat> he's basically calling everybody to make a choice subtly there he's saying choose between those Babylonian gods the ancient mystery Babylon or choose me you know you've got to choose one path or the other and uh and if you don't want to serve God then Go ahead and serve. But either way, choose one or the other. Because, you know, even if you choose not to decide, you've made a choice. That's not a biblical verse. That's actually from the band Rush, which is one of my favorite bands, by the way. Um, I'm not going to use any names on this, and it's not an attack. It's nothing derogatory or demeaning or anything in case they're on the call. It's simply just to point out an example. Sometime back, John, uh, I didn't actually get to help too much on this one, but John uh, did a wonderful job helping get a woman her child back. And they were affiliated with the church, and there was a pretty strong relationship there between one of the other people involved and the minister, his wife, and some of the higher-ups. As you can imagine, they'd been going to that church for some time, and relationships get built. And, you know... As in so much in life, I think a lot of times, people project what they want you to see. And it's only when you get into where the rubber meets the road or the hot times when the fire comes that you really get to see who that person really is. 
And if there's no struggle in their life and everything's going peachy keen, often, oftentimes you might not ever know who that person really is. People are really good at wearing masks. That's what a person is, right? It's just a mask that you put on. It's a persona. People project personas all the time. Governments project things they want you to believe to keep you in line. Um, people live by projection all the time. It is a vast conspiracy, but it's not as uncommon as some people may think. And the bigger the conspiracy, the easier it is actually to pull off, in my opinion. <clears throat> but just like this Bible verse says, choose this day. So people who profess Christianity, and I mean Christendom like Jesus just was resurrected and went to heaven kind of Christianity. I don't mean the after Constantine kind. You have to do certain things, okay? Those things are just, it's like if you become a dad, you have a child, certain things just are. It's not that you even necessarily choose them to be that way. Uh, you don't choose for the kid to cry in the middle of the night or to get hungry at the most inopportune time or to take the worst crap in their diaper that you've ever experienced to the point where you have to hold them under a shower just to be able to cope with it. Um those things just happen. And I think that when you choose on any given day whom you're going to serve, you're going to bear out the fruits of that choice. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin, the lawyers of the day, Jesus said, you're of your father the devil. These were the leaders in the church of the day. They, they knew all the law. They practiced it. They were in charge of the sacrificial worship system. They were over the whole cotton-picking thing, man. They played the part. Their persona was holy. They were holy men. Jesus hated them. He said, you are of your father the devil. You're men of whitewashed bones. Um, basically, for all intents and purposes, it's going to rub some people wrong, but if you go to Iraq and you tell somebody they're a snake, you're basically calling them a son of a bitch. I mean, he was vilely angry at these people because they were destroying not only his temple, but his teachings and his people. And for the sake of their traditions, you know, <clears throat> the traditions had started to override the temple, okay? And that we've talked about in the past, about a month ago, about how, in my opinion, based upon history, teachings, and all those things, that that system is the legal system of the Code of Havarabi, which was transferred over through the Persians and on into the Roman Empire and transferred, you know, manipulated and transformed, not transferred, but transformed and manipulated into what they wanted it to be. And for commerce, it's a great system. I mean, it works very efficiently most of the time. They're still using code from 542 B.C. Um, nowadays, right now. <laughs> so a very efficient system. So these people went, you know, it took some talking, some doing, but they got the pastor of this church and a couple of people to go to this court case. And the judge was trying to run all over this woman. And John was doing his best to keep her over into the creator's side of things and to stand as a woman and trust in the creator and have faith that he was going to see it through if she submitted to his will, if she withstood the fire, if she withstood the temptation, just like Christ on the mount after the fasting, Satan immediately came and tried to tempt him. 
and he withstood those temptations. So John and this other person were there to support her, and, and the thought was, so were these other people. But it was quite amazing that when the first arrow started flying, and this judge said, well, I'll tell you what, if you just you know plea or basically petition me or give in to me, I'll give you back your kid. And this this woman had the wherewithal to say, how can you give me something that's not yours to give? You didn't give me that child. My father in heaven gave me that child. It's entrusted to me from him. He's the grantor of that trust, not you. Can somebody mute themselves out? There's a lot of background noise. Um, so the whole time, the people that you're expecting to be uh, proficient in the word and solid and steadfast are the very ones that are being used to tempt her to come on over into and under the jurisdiction of this cleric, clerk, magistrate, or theos. We talked about last week, judge literally means apotheos in Greek. <laughs> so even in the, old, in the New Testament, it would have been apotheos, so a god, okay? You understand theos means god. So they were trying to get her to bend her knee to a statute or statue, which is an idol, to another god. Now, that's just as simple as it is. So, the person whom I am growing to care for and love very much, uh, getting to know this person, wonderful, wonderful heart, me being the typical Sean that I am in Tank, um, Shaman comes on the phone and says, I can't believe that guy. He shouldn't be a pastor. He should quit. He doesn't know God. I go off like a machine gun. And uh, poor John's on the other end of the phone cringing because here goes Sean saying what's on his mind, which is pretty common. And JC's just like, oh, man, you know, I agree with you, brother, but they're really upset. <laughs> so needless to say, uh, that relationship was hindered for a time. <clears throat> but like anything, as time goes on, more and more things come to light. And situations are as they are people's true selves come out. It's impossible. Nothing that is hid will remain hid. All things will be revealed. That's what the Father says in the book. In other words, you can polish a turd, but it's still a turd. Um, it may look shiny for a while, but not everything that glistens is gold. Now, that's not to say that these people don't have any relationship with God. I don't know that. Um, I just know that, in, in my opinion... From what I based my opinion on the word, they shouldn't be in positions of leadership because that's not leadership. Leadership is ready to go to the death with your people. Um, that's what leaders do. Christ did it for us. All the apostles did it for us. The prophets before them did it for us. So our biblical example is, hey, you show up, you do what needs done, even if you're scared crapless, you do what needs done. So, so it was real recently. It was real recent in the last couple of days. In the last couple of there's a loop going on real bad. <laughs> um, in the last couple of days, that I think that this person is starting to get to know me a little better and see what my heart is, and uh, and that it's actually in love that I 
that I say the things that I do, and sometimes they seem harsh. But I want to give everybody an example, if I may. I'm going to turn over to 1 Kings chapter 18. Um, this is just after the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wooden stone. So if everybody's familiar with that, basically there was 450 prophets of Baal. They were calling Elijah out. They were running around cutting themselves, screaming to their statutes and their, their statues, excuse me, their idols, Baal. And they're like, oh, Baal, please send fire down and consume this wood. And, da, 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 da. and of course, nothing came. Of course, Elijah had water doused upon this wood, which at this time there was a drought. So it was a really, really, really high-priced commodity to have all this water just poured. And it was showing how insignificant everything on the planet is compared to the holiness of our Father in heaven. It says, when you know, so the fire fell, concerned the burnt, and, and uh, they fell on their knees, and they said, Oh, the Lord, he is God, and Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, Take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and slew them there. He cut every one of their heads off. Um, I'm not suggesting anybody grabs a sword and goes start cutting people's heads off. That's, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm showing you what I'm showing you is is that if there's a cancer in your society, okay, whatever that cancer is, whether it's a physical cancer, it's uh, a Jeffrey Dahmer kind of cancer, or a Joseph Stalin kind of cancer. Your duty to mankind, if you don't believe in the Creator, your duty to the Creator if you do is to take a scalpel and in the deepest respect and love go in and cut that cancer out before it can kill anybody else. I'd like to think there's not a single soul on this phone that if they saw their brother being bludgeoned to death or their sister being raped, that they would not immediately run over to their aid and assist with every fiber of their being. And it's actually a crime if you don't. Even the other side, even the prophets of Baal would see that as a crime. And make no mistake, the legal system, that's the prophets of Baal. I'm calling it out as it is. Christ hated them. <laughs> he said, woe unto you lawyers, you scribes, you Pharisees. Um, and that's just the way it is. That's not my words, that's his. And... The reason he did that is because these people literally think they are outside and above the law. They are godless. If you are lawless, okay, then you are godless. So if you're practicing dog Latin legalese then you're and statutes, you are in a world of idols. You are godless because that's not the Father's law. Most, 90% of what they do has nothing to do with the law of God even though their stuff is based upon the law of God. Lucifer didn't totally lie to Eve in the garden. Um, choose this day whom you will serve. Now, <clears throat> J.C. had been arrested at this very courthouse not too long ago for helping hold up a Korean War veteran. That's all he did. He didn't say anything. He wasn't across the bar. He wasn't in court. He had nothing to do with it. He was there to aid and assist his fellow man literally standing up for a corrupt system uh, that was is, is so atrocious as we get into this. 
It's so maniacal. It is so wicked that these men should be afraid of the Creator when they put their heads on their pillow at night. Um, we have a big surprise coming here in the next couple of weeks for you guys that's going to just blow your minds. I promise you it's going to blow your minds. We, <laughs> But uh, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you the simple facts of the matter. This situation as it is, if John and I had not intervened, if God was not able to use us, the tide would have been so large against these people that I'm not sure they could have withstood it. Um, obviously, if God be for you, who can be against you? But he also uses people, okay? We're the body of Christ, right? The church, that's what it is. It's a body. It has many members. The Bible teaches that some people are a finger, some people are a toe, some people are a mouth, some people are a chest, some people have a good brain, some people are rich, some people are poor. All these positions, okay, God puts you in those positions. It's all a test, guys. If you have a crap load of money, it's not They don't teach that in public school, FYI. They don't teach any hey. of what he just said in public school. Right, yeah. We'll, we'll get to the question and answer. Uh, Bubba, hold on just a second. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just get off track really. Um, the uh, and thank you for that though. But where was I? Um, okay, so if we hadn't been there, it would have been almost impossible for them to carry on because they just don't have the knowledge it takes. Um to operate in that system. And even with the tremendous amount of well-rounded information that JC and the shaman uh, have, it was still very, very dangerous. Very dangerous situation. Um, You can't really tell it by that audio. It actually gets worse later. But you have to see facial expressions, and you have to see detectives filing in in the back room while we're talking to this magistrate. I mean, you have to understand the tension that's starting. And literally, um, we're right there on the front line. And God bless friends of ours that piled in. I mean, I think half the state of Tennessee came with us. Um, We had some really great men who not only spent their time and money on gas to get there, okay, and, and, and actually canceled other things to be there, having never met these people, I might add. But then when we got there, they were doing things like paying for our lunch, um, they paid for the copies that we made. Um, one of them gave a donation. Actually, two of them gave a donation. <laughs> and they did that without us asking anything. They just came and did it because it's the right thing to do. They stood beside their fellow man in their time of need. And because we were there for um, this family, they were able to withstand the tide. And because these people came to stand with us, we were able to withstand the tide. You see, because their numbers were our protection. Because when we went back over to the sheriff's department, um, one of them was wanting to turn it south incredibly quickly. (laughs) So what I would say is that day, everybody chose what God they were going to serve. Okay? And they not only did they choose it, but they acted on it. And it had an effect. Um, in the last couple of weeks, I've heard quite a bit, oh, man, I tried that once, didn't work. 
this doesn't work, and they're all pissed off, guys. You don't put in one piece of paper and it's over. You don't put in one sentence. It's not you study for a month and the next thing you know, everything's hunky-dory. Man, this is a freaking struggle. This is something you have to stay. You finish the race. You run the race and you finish it. Like, you got to keep going. This isn't a one-time dance. You, I mean, it's like a dance contest, man. There's a lot of people dancing, and you got to dance your way through. And I'm telling you, the wicked people know how to dance. And they got friggin' numbers. And they have seared their conscience, most of them. They don't care in the world to crack your skull open. Um, that's not all of them. For the two, the two cops that we talked to, one was mean, spirited, and wicked. The other one is obviously, in my opinion, on the wrong side of this thing. But you could see a crack in his armor. I mean, like, you could tell he had a gentleness about him, and he was being um, affable. I mean, he was being polite, and he kind of backed the other guy off a little bit. Um, And it probably had something to do with the 15 people that were there and the camera that was rolling. But regardless, um, you know, they backed off a little bit. And, uh, you know... I kind of told him what my past profession was when I realized that it was going south and uh, letting them basically just try to let them know that I kind of know where they can go and where they can't. But, um, you know, going in there being overbearing and abrasive and stuff, that's just not, that's just not going to work most of the time. And there may come a time for that, but it's not in our opinion, not at this time. So here's tonight's message. Same one I keep saying over and over. The Lord keeps saying over and over and over and over. Face of that works is dead. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Pick a side, get in it, and get to work. Get busy. Don't only think about yourself. Don't only worry about your own problems. Worry about your neighbor's problems. Worry about your sister's problems. Worry about even the other side. Pray for them that hate you and and, and use you, you know, and and persecute you for his namesake. I mean, This is a long, this has been going on for centuries, and I wish everybody could recognize what we did. We recognize that obviously something is changing. Obviously, the the creator is pouring out more information. I think people, they don't really totally understand it, obviously, but we think that people are right now more politically awake than they have been in a long time. And as cool as that is, it's also very dangerous because it means they're very susceptible to lies, manipulation, and intimidation. Um, When the intimidation comes, I'm just going to be frank with you, it didn't affect us at all. I mean, this guy started his intimidation. Okay. I mean, do what you got to do, man. Like, there's no way you survive this in honor. There's no way. Either in this world or the world to come, you don't survive this. We do. We do. Our hearts are pure. Our path is lit. You're the one in darkness. Um, And it's a sad thing because he will be crushed under the weight of the light of the creator. It will happen. These people are so swelled up in vain. I'm not, you know, we've got to do our best to teach them. And the only way we can do that is to lead by example. Um, Thank you to everybody that came out yesterday with, uh, what's today? Is it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. And supported that family. Thanks for the family for standing up. Um, 
you know, thanks for JC for spending, you know, time down there going to jail for the cause. And, and thank the people that have donated. There's some donations starting to come in, which pays for the gas and the paperwork and the things that it takes for us to go do those kind of things. Um, and in all honesty, it pays for some of our food, you know, that we we literally spend most of our time doing this now, especially since the show started. I mean, it's just last night I was getting calls when I was in bed. I didn't even know people had my number. Um waking me up so i'm not angry about it so though if they're on the phone i'm not mad at you just and it's what we chose so it's cool um but this just shows how multiple people choosing whom they were going to serve and coming out and supporting the family and us jc and shaman is making a difference guys it is making a difference it's just plugging away an inch at a an inch at a time an inch at a time an inch at a time one word at a time, one sentence at a time. We're going to do this. We're going to win. The Bible says that that mighty city Babylon falls in an hour, and the merchants of the world mourn. That means all these mercantile people that love mammon and this commercial system <clears throat> are going to be terrified one day because God's going to rip the carpet out from underneath them, and it's going to take them an hour. We will win. We just got to stay in the fight. So, there's your message. Um, stay in the fight. Love the Creator. Love your brethren as yourself. And choose to serve the Lord. Get in the fight. And support this ministry. Support your own ministries. Get the word out to people. Let's get the numbers up. And let's get that. The Facebook page is now live. It's uh, public. You guys can get on there and start communicating with each other, getting to know each other. Bring other people to that page. Post good stuff, guys. I don't want to see birth certificate crap on there and UCC because that is not what that page is about. That page is about truth, the Bible, and law, okay? Um, so, yeah, there you go. That There's the lesson plan for tonight. So, JC, Gus, you guys want to jump on in here? Yeah, I'd like to jump on. <clears throat> You know, I'd like the second sons, uh, you know, thanking everybody for coming down and spending time, energy, money, gas, miles on your car, you know, taking <laughs> That is very much appreciated, and it does not go unnoticed. Um, you know, you recognize a man's faith by his works, and, and that's putting in the work that's... Uh, you know, doing the job, and honestly, you know, it, it would have been really scary for me to go in there by myself, um, you know, I mean, I went in there ready to get arrested again anyways, and they even threatened to uh, throw me into jail for trespassing at the sheriff's office, which should tell everybody that that is not a public where you somebody muted out? That was me. I, I'm sorry. I thought I had it muted. Yeah, I mean, as soon as we started talking to those guys, I mean, he, he said one thing and then turned right around and threatened us with a with trespass. Yeah, he, like, he, he, said, uh, he said the judge abducting you isn't a crime, but the crime going on here right now is you're trespassing. And we're going to arrest you for it if y'all don't get out of here. And that's when the uh, more level-headed guy 
that Sean was talking about kind of stepped in, and he was like, whoa, you know, that's kind of taking it far. Really what we mean to say, uh, you guys aren't going to get anything done. And that's fine. You know, like, we knew that there might not be anything done, but now we have the audio, we have the video, and we can show the public. So, you know, it's really up to the public. What type of society do they wish to live in? Because this is starting to really look a lot like Nazi Germany. You know, they go after one group, and then they go after another group. Like in Nazi Germany, they went after the communists, and they went after the Jews, and they went after the gays. And eventually it got to where they went after anybody who dissented against the governmental authority at all. Wow, sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. So, you know, this is like, we know, if you study history, you know where where this is leading to. Um, You know, if you just studied what happened around the Magna Carta, you know where this is headed to. So if people don't start standing up and sticking with one another, then... uh, you know, it's it's going to get really bad really quickly. So, um, you know, another reason why it's really important to have all of those people there who witness it is because when the magistrate denied us our right to uh, to justice, you know, when they denied and delayed our right to justice, um, that's a judicial complaint. So, you know, before... Five o'clock yesterday afternoon, I called the Judicial Standards Commission because obviously I've been in pretty close contact with them since this whole thing started. And I told them, I was like, because I talked with them last week and told them that we were going to go through And they said, you know, you have the right to do that. I think it's really funny that the Judicial Standards Commission told me I had the right to swear out a warrant against them. The FBI told me I had the right to swear out a warrant against them. But the magistrate working there apparently did not understand that I had the right to swear out a warrant against that man. Um, Well, did you guys, I mean, I don't know if you guys listened to it, but those of you who did, did you catch that she didn't even understand the difference between venue, jurisdiction, and who had jurisdiction at the county freaking courthouse? This woman is a magistrate. Yeah, she was just going with, uh, this is how we do it. I mean, this it's, the it's 20, ridiculous. There's recently a 28-year-old gal up north somewhere that just took Pelosi's right right hand position or something and was voted in. It's, it, it reminds me exactly of what you guys are talking about. The uneducated. No, these people don't know. The whole system's tied up to to keep people from knowing this. Why do you have to pay to be a lawyer when it, our country is founded on these laws. It should be taught to everybody. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, like what happens when I've come to people 30, 40 times, hey, get on the show so I can teach you. Hey, come to these meetings so I can teach you. Hey, get over here. We're out in church. We're doing this. They just keep blowing it off like it's no big deal. And here's what's happening in the meantime. It's like a tub full of water, dude. That drain keeps draining. It don't stop. You know what I'm saying? You got to get out of the tub, guys. You're going to go down the freaking, you're going to go down the drain with them. And, uh, 
So okay. it's hard to get. Hold on, hold on. It's hard to get people to understand every you know, and, and uh, you know, this isn't a this isn't against what you said. I agree with you, but uh, this is the choose your day thing because like everybody's got like if you don't know, you don't know. Listen to Social those they do. Listen to those who like hey, Chris, we do. This is social media. We're doing Facebook. Facebook isn't going to change the world, dude. People getting their hands dirty is what changes the world. Hey, I just uh, muted somebody from uh, East Tennessee because there was a loop. I'm going to unmute you, but you need to you need to mute yourself out or take it off a speakerphone or whatever. <clears throat> and people who's new to the call, the way the call goes is like we try not to interrupt people. It does happen, but we really try not to. Um, so, like Gus, will mute people. It's nothing personal, but if you if you're interrupting people, they will, he will mute you. Hey, but uh, go uh, ahead, John. Yeah, get, getting back to the importance of all of the witnesses and and calling the guy from the Judicial Standards Commission is I was basically calling him as a courtesy, like, hey, when you walk into work on Monday you're going to have a lot more paperwork to do. And you're going to have a lot more paperwork to do because the magistrate didn't do her job. You know, like everybody who witnessed it should go out and write a judicial complaint saying that the magistrate denied right and justice to the public. The public went down to the magistrate to require, you know, right and justice, and the magistrate denied it which is a complete dereliction of her duty. And because of that, he's going to have more paperwork to do because now he has another judicial complaint on his desk that's very, very valid, but they can't just throw out. You know, like a lot of people, and I understand his position, I understand his job, I understand that, you know, every crackhead on the street, uh, you know, feels like they got done dirty by a judge, you know, they get emotional and go onto the computer and find the Judicial Standards Commission and write out some ridiculous complaint that has no relevance to law whatsoever. But when you're messing with people who do actually know law, the best thing is to just follow it, you know? Just follow it. All right, yeah, guys. I mean, uh, the thing of it is, guys, I'll tell you how serious this is. The way even their stuff set up, the moment she did that, she actually vacated her office. She's no longer a magistrate according to law. She literally Absolutely. vacated. She she is she is in their world, okay? She is in an act of sedition and war on the Constitution. She is going against everything that was ever freaking <clears throat> believed to be the reason this, that the country was started. And notice how I said that. But here's what here's what I, I wish to say. They brought a how how old is he? Eighty seven. Uh, yeah, he's eighty seven. Okay, an eighty seven year old man who fought in Korea, one of the most underrated wars. I mean, he, the man they suffered so much at that war. Um, fought in Korea so that we could get on this phone call. In his mind, that's why he did it. <clears throat> and they bring him in there. The judge openly says, openly states, 
it's a conflict of interest because he knew the attorney. This man stands up and makes a statement that they're talking to somebody who doesn't even represent him. J.C. is holding his arm to keep him from falling down. And this this man, excuse me, this human being who acts as judge says, you know what, everything I'm doing is wrong, guys, but uh, if you don't have a problem with it, I don't. And he proceeded to take a freaking shovel and a steamroller and roll right over everyone except his buddy. Yeah, I mean, like, like it's so obscene. But here's the part that matters. Like, you expect wicked people to do wicked things. I, what we're wondering is how many people that pisses off. How many people out there who put the uniform on, who say they're fighting for the freedom of the country, are going to come to the aid of their war veteran buddy, their brother-in-arms? This is supposedly what they go to war for, right? This is what everybody's going out on the 4th of uh, July for. Guys, people, you can't just be a name only. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is like, man, that's the same thing Joseph Stalin did, guys. And if, that, if people aren't going to stand against that, none of us deserve anything. If we can't stand against that and stand for this man and stand for our creator, you tell me the creator is going to stand for us when we, if we don't stand for other people, you think he's going to stand for us when our head's in a vice? I can tell you right now, no. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. If you forgive, I'll forgive you. If you don't forgive, I won't forgive you. And the conflict of interest was that he actually worked for that attorney uh, his first job when he got out of law school. Yeah, I didn't want to say it because I didn't know how far you wanted me to go with it. They all said at dinner at night at the same bar. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But, you know, you know, it's like the way he does that in open court, okay, and people look at us like we're weird. And you're telling me that's a godly society? That's a far cry from Athens, Tennessee, I can tell you that. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, just Google t- today, tonight when the call's over, Athens, Tennessee. When uh, the war in Athens, Tennessee, I think it is. Battle of Athens, Tennessee, something like that. <clears throat> not and not one person was charged in that, by the way. And I'm not saying do that. If that you're, you know, the sword right now is the pencil and the pen and the ink. Like we can still do this peaceful. We absolutely believe that with all of our heart. Like, put the pressure on, man. If you're, it's kind of like adultery fun until your wife catches you. Everybody has fun with adultery, right, until your wife walks in on you. The problem is is they keep the courts locked down and none of their family members get a chance to walk in on them. Well, let's let them see what they really are. Let's let friends at church see what these people are really like. Let's take, like we started the show, with, you know, people project who they want you to see. Let's take the freaking curtain away, like on the Wizard of Oz, and show everybody who they really are. And then let their families get a hold of them. Granddad, you didn't really do that to a war veteran, did you? Oh, they can withstand paper, pen, and ink from us. You think they're going to withstand their blue-eyed granddaughter who looks up at them and says, I can't believe you're a piece of trash. I thought so much higher of you.
guys, we can be better than this. <clears throat> Even these people that we're talking about, they can be better. It doesn't have to be this way. The people of this country should be ashamed of themselves for letting this country get in the shape it's in. <laughs> they'd, rather watch, yeah. they'd rather watch football and soccer and drink beer at the bar than read a book. Amen. Hey, hey Sean, uh, uh, would you... I'm sorry, JC, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just saying that, you know, the bar's pretty fun. There's sometimes I'd rather drink beer. But yeah. so that we can all come together and do something to move forward. Hey, Sean, would you uh, would yeah. you cover this this spiritual attacks that happen? I mean, I just went through some massive bullshit, and you know about that. And it's not that I care to air mine out, but just typically, um, I mean, the, the last two weeks are fucking killing me. Um, you know, but this is typical when you step up to the plate and it's your turn at bat, and it's the Yankees against the the you know the Red Sox, or you know. It, it, you got that kind of an atmosphere. You got the hecklers. You got, you know, and, and then on the spiritual side, you have spiritual warfare. You got the same crap going on where the wilds of the devil, you know, they will orchestrate, you know, the devil will orchestrate an attack. He will have your wife, your dog, your neighbor, everybody possible distracting you and, and, and moving you and, and, and just trying to get you off point. And, uh, once once you give up the fight, once you step away from what it is you're supposed to be doing, the um, you know, devil's going to back off because he, he won. He got you off track. And all of a sudden, you think you've got peace back in your life. No, you don't have peace. You're just not being attacked anymore. Could you could you talk about that? Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, and like just... Take what I say, man. It's not meant anyway, but like a lot of times, um, I will tell you that I was a, I was a kind of a counselor before I became a police officer, and as a cop for nine and a half years, I will tell you right now, I learned very, very quickly how to deal with people, talk to people, reason with people, and read people. Um, it's just something you better do, otherwise you might get shot in the face. So it's kind of important. Um, but a lot of people, especially when you get into this kind of thing, um, you know, like right now, my whole family has disowned me. I mean, there's no one from my family other than my mom who contacts me. No one. Uh, I am considered... I don't even know what they consider me because I, I haven't done anybody wrong. I haven't done anything wrong. They just pretty much, because they don't agree with some of my points of view, I guess I'm dead to them, which is ridiculous. But they will lift up people who are pastors of churches who are on their third marriage, who slept, you know, I'm not, well, who slept with people in their church and got them divorced and then got married and they're still preaching. I mean, it's like, they'll lift that guy up because he's rich, um, but because I'm just a plumber, I guess. And it's not it's not really I'm talking about myself. It's just when you start doing the right thing and you start calling the right shots, uh, I'll speak of a friend who started getting in, and, and you can just take truth and just let information just come in, and he can sit down with it, you know, and he can figure his way through the maze. He can discard what he doesn't agree with that doesn't, you know, 
up with his filter, like we all do, and he can go about his business and he can recognize, hey, I don't have to agree with everything this dude said, and I can still call him my brother. You know, JC and I have some huge differences. Love each other to death. I mean, it's okay. We have a very unique relationship. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, this guy, bless his heart, he's got a heart of gold, and somebody came into his life, and, you know, there's a perception of people a certain way, but then when truth starts coming in, like at first, I thought it was me. Like, I started thinking about this a couple of days ago, like, man, maybe maybe I'm the one that's causing this, and yada, da 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 But yesterday, when we went to court, one of the guys there started acting really different to me. Like, he was acting really funny. Uh, it's very standoffish, staying away from me. And uh, I don't, I didn't really care, but it, I noticed it. Um, it was a complete departure from every other time I'd met him before. And it dawned on me. It's just like when you run into a preacher or, you know, a cop or something, or if you're doing something you know you shouldn't be doing, that conviction from the Father comes in, and if strong people are around you when you're doing those things, you tend to want to stay away from them. Think of it like you just woke up in bed and the light comes on, or uh, you get a cut and somebody comes and pours salt on it. You know, so like Satan is going to send these tests when you start getting over the target, either demons, and I would advise everybody to go buy the book called Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis, Great read. Uh, it talks about an underling demon who deals with uh, this guy who's trying to get saved, and this demon does his job is to keep this guy from meeting the Creator. And, and heaven forbid he does meet the Creator, his job is to try to undermine that relationship in any way he can. Um, and that's what happens. Like you know, you 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 get in your relationship, you get the information, you get over the target. Boom, you start losing friends. Boom, your old lady says, look, I'm not putting up with this. Or your husband, look, I'm not going down this road. You're nuts. You understand what kind of heat you're going to bring on us? Jobs. You know, if you're making the decision to come out of Babylon, it's going to be hard to get work. It's going to be hard to get certain jobs because maybe you can't have a bank account. Maybe you can't have a driver's license. Some people believe that way. Um, some people don't. But these these things are going to start bombarding you when you get over the target. Uh, you know, I've lost I've lost friends who were district attorneys and stuff because I chose this path. You know, boom, I got labeled sovereign citizen. They stay away from me like I got herpes. So the same thing well, happened to y'all. You've got others though too, Sean, in uniform that speak highly of you. You've got other members in in the community that speak highly of you as well too. So there's there's an offset with that. I had to throw that. Oh in. yeah, I'm sure there is, um, and I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. I wish they'd get more involved with this thing. Um, I understand in their it, positions why they don't. I mean, it scares them. I mean, hell, they're wearing a uniform, even though they feel this way and they see that way. You know, it's that whole question of how the hell do I do it? You know. It's the uneducated aspect. Well, yeah, I mean, I've had meetings with guys in, in private, um, but your old boss, and don't say his name on here, um, my first traffic ticket, which was a joke, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but uh, when I went in front of him, you know, I went from being, hey, buddy, to 
oh, you're a sovereign citizen. I mean, in like 30 seconds. I mean, it was amazing. It was like seeing him become demonically possessed. But the basic pr- premise is, is these these spiritual battles are going to hit you like a ton of bricks. And the Bible says not to marvel at that. You know, they hated Christ before they hated you. Um, when you really start getting focused and getting your heart on the Creator and moving and doing things in a certain direction, dude, you're going to start finding out who really loves them too. And a lot of people seem spiritual. A lot of people seem like they know what's up. A lot of people act the part. But here's what I have found. Most people, the creator is a matter of convenience, and most people create the creator in their image instead of being conformed to his. Um, And that's just the reality of it. And that's why you have the mess we have today. Some guy got mad at me the other day because I said the church was impotent. How could anybody not think it is? And this is the same law. This story that he just explained is the same law that when the story was told earlier about the conflict of interest, this judge used two of the devil's wolves and shook them in front of his face. I walked in with the attorney that was the judge's best friend and laughed about the case and had it all thrown out and walked out. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a war. It's it's a war. It's a spiritual war. You know, people are going to be trying to hammer you, and you're going to lose friends. I mean, you're going to lose, you're going to lose all kinds of stuff. You could lose all kinds of stuff, man, but you could gain everything. I mean, you know, somebody the other day we were working with, I had him make a column. I took, I had him take down a line. You know, JC and I talked about this. And it's like, hey, why don't you make a column, you know, or a uh, line down the middle of a notebook paper and put G on one side and your first initial B on the other. I said, now, right down under your column, what do you pray for? Like, what do you pray for? And I pray for knowledge, wisdom, and discernment. I said, that's that's good. And he said, well, I said, well, what else do you pray for? He goes, I'll have a favorable outcome. And as as he kept going on, I noticed it was I, me, I, me, me, I. And what can I get? And I want to feel better. And I want this. And look, God, when you're in a vice, those emotions are going to come out. But I said, let me ask you a question. Have you ever asked, hey, Dad, what's your will in my life? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, what's your will for this situation? Hey, what what can I learn from this that I can teach others? What can I take away from this suffering? Look, man, if you're going through a trial, like Gus is going through a hell of a trial right now. I'm not going to tell you what it is because he doesn't want me to. He, you guys need to pray for him. He is really going through a rough time. I like this idea, and, if we're gonna and, uh, later, anyway, he, anyway, he's he's going through a really rough time. He is being beaten against the rock right now. Because he's standing for what he believes in. Okay, he's not going to conform. He could, look, he could turn the whole thing around and just do one little thing. And most people would go, just that one little thing and you could fix this whole situation? And he's like, yeah, but I'm not doing it. I'm not going to bend my knee to that idol. Okay, I'm not. Look, Daniel played the game a little bit and they said, worship this dude as your God. He's like, I'm going to the lion's den, dog. I'm not doing it. 
I'm just going to tell you when you when people get to the point where they're like, I'm not, no, I'm not bending my knee to you anymore. I don't care. I'm not doing it, man. That's a hard people to be, guys. But the you know the thing uh, I'd like to bring up is a lot the the, the people that you you know that, that profess to be Christians that talk about all this peace and you know the joyful life and all the benefits and everything's wonderful. That's great, you know, and I believe in that too. But you know, don't ignore the part where uh, it's repeated over and over and over again that you have trials that you need to persevere through. You know, it's not, it, it, you know, you got good days, you got bad days, but when, when you're doing the right thing, you're going to be attacked. You know, sure. I, I could have avoided a huge, you know, many of the issues I'm dealing with today uh, come from the past. Some of them are much more recently, and all of them, I literally could have taken care of with a simple letter and said, okay, I'll do it your way. Seriously. It's, it, it would have been that easy just to make an arrangement financially or, or, uh, or otherwise. I mean, there's, there's other issues, moral, moral issues I'm dealing with. But, you know, I could have caved in, and I can't, I can't do it because – I don't pay attention to just the half of the Bible that talks about how wonderful life is and all the blessings of God. I pay attention to everything else, okay, that we have work to do. We have shit to get done. We have responsibilities. We're supposed to be busy when the master comes home. I can't keep talking about this. Um, I'll take it. Look, like, I've been wanting to preach about the rapture, Um. And there's a guy in Manitoba right now whose head's spinning around in circles. I'm I'm refraining from talking about it hardcore right now, but I will tell you this. Whether you're post, pre, or mid-trib, guys, it doesn't matter. You get hit by a Mack truck, that is your end of time. You understand? So, like, I've heard so many people say, I'm like, man, you need to get involved in this, man. we got to turn this around. It's going to be hard for our kids. Man, I'm not worried about it. The Lord's going to come back and take us out of here, man. He's going to come take his bra. We ain't got to worry about it, man. You need that faith. Dude, that's stupid. That is not faith. That is ignorance. Man, you could walk in. You can have a freaking toilet fall out of an airplane and crack your skull open on a sidewalk. Where's your rapture? And you were being lazy, not doing and helping your brethren? Here, I'll tell you what you'll hear at that point. Depart from me, you cursed workers of iniquity, for I knew you not. Man, we need to be busy about our business of our father. Man, this is what we saw yesterday and what we've been dealing with. JC and I have been on the front lines hardcore for a year and a half right now. I mean hardcore. Right on the front lines, man-to-man with judges. And I am telling you, if this trend keeps going, dude, it isn't going to be 10 years. If there's no court of law, you understand, it doesn't matter what ism you're under. None of that matters. These people mean to win. They are capitalists. They're going to capitalize on the laziness and apathy and ignorance of people. Look how far they have come. Look how far they have come. Man, in the in eighteen early 1800s, even up to the early 1900s, even after the Civil War in 1871 and all that, you couldn't have pulled off 90% of the crap that they're pulling off now. 
But people Look have been last so dumbed down. People have been so dumbed down and defeated in their mind, and they are so lazy, and they would rather go screw around or argue all the time or elect someone to be a representative, which means they lose all their rights. That's just what it, the word means. And they keep doing the same patterns over and over and over again, and I think it's going to get better. Look, guys. They are coming fast and hard, and this is, I mean, this is honestly, this is like an emergency kind of call-out. Like, it's fun doing what we're doing, but it's pretty dangerous, I'll tell you this. It's really important. I got got a question. Okay. Do, do Do you guys think that, I know in the past, in history, that subliminal has been stuff has been used as far as television and electronic whatnot. Um, I mean, as as a general as a whole, do you guys feel like that has gone on um, in the past recently? Like I said, ten years. I I do. I feel that way. I I think because of a a huge clip in the way society in general thinks, the the mass of population, the selfishness, the the me-ish just got so rampant so fast. I don't, I don't, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think it's only that by any stretch, but JC, Gus, you guys have an opinion on that? I've been talking quite a bit. Yeah, I gave up TV in 1987 because I saw that crap and yeah, you know, I'll watch a movie now and then, but it's got to be really good. Um, I just, I, I won't watch it. I won't listen to commercials. I won't. I'm not, I really enjoy watching football and basketball on TV, but uh, I won't do it because I don't want to see the commercials. I don't want to hear the crap. I don't want to hear the side comments. And right. so it's tough. <laughs> yeah, DVR is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if you think about it, like, uh, when you're talking about subliminal messaging and this and that, um, I mean, I was just showing a friend the other day who didn't really know a whole lot about the subliminal messaging of 9-11. And, you know, like, right after the Twin Towers came out or were built, um, Sesame Street came out with this thing where the Cookie Monster was eating the Twin Towers. Um, everybody knows about, or most people know about, uh, the Simpsons and their symbology with, uh, 9-11 and... The what, the $20 bill? The $20 bill. For anybody who likes that movie, The Matrix, um, when, uh, Agent Smith goes to pick up Neo for the first time and it's showing his ID on the film... Uh, his driver's license expires on 9-11-2001. That movie came out in 1999. Um, there's stuff like that going on all the time. Back to the Future, too. Back to the Future. Well, there was a whole TV show about a remote airplane that was taken over, and it was all for money is what they said. But, like, I don't know if anybody's familiar with that movie, The Kingsman. I watched yeah. the first one. Yeah, I watched the first one. I watched the second one today. It's interesting. In the first one, they used the cell phone devices, and they had a signal in it that was uh, basically 
making people become violent and killing each other and stuff like that. But the higher-ups had some way of being protected from that signal, right? <clears throat> well, in this new Kingsman movie, this drug dealer puts this chemical in every, you know, she, she's called Poppy, and she deals weed and ecstasy, everything. And uh, in her product, she puts this chemical that causes you to go through through, st- through three stages till you get to an agonizing death, and she was the only one with an anecdote. And the president hated people who did drugs, so he's, you know, he's complicit in it because he's wanting them to die. So what does he do? He puts them all in jail cages, right, and has them loaded into where? A friggin' football stadium. And they're calling it an aid facility. Well, what'd they do in New Orleans? They put everybody... In the football stadium, when they tried to get across the bridge, they literally shot them. And yes, they did it. Read your bombs. Read your bombs. Hold on, Chris. We had guys mm-hmm. go down from our department, and that happened. They didn't do it, but they saw it happen. Um, they knew of it happening, and man, they were taking guns down there. You didn't have a right to have guns. They were just going to people's houses. Dude, that's called a litmus test. They're doing checks to see. It's like testing the defense perimeter. They're making sure where you guys are at. But again, it's all spiritual, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's all spiritual. They're trying all to get you stuff. to decide. Let me just let me just say the the Matrix thing, the nine eleven. Couldn't that be a coincidence? Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. It could, it could be, right? Russia says there's no such thing as a coincidence. Well, I mean, I think I believe in a lot of the stuff that you guys are saying, but I think the, I mean, 9-11, obviously, yeah, but through the Matrix and the license thing, I mean, 9-11, it's just a random date, you know? That's just one thing. It, it doesn't mean, I don't think that that is, like, the linchpin of the 9-11 pre-planned theory. It's just another another uh, data point, but I don't think, but I think that in itself is not a big thing. Yeah, but, but the point of the... If Technology. 9-11 is not just another date, okay? Yep, definitely need to research that, buddy, because that is absolutely true. not true. You can go back in history, and there's so many things that happened on 9-11, and I can't think of all of them right now because... I'll look it up. Huh? I said I'll look it up. Yeah, but there, there's a lot of historical events that happened on 9-11. Like, that's, that's a pretty big date. And among the the cabal, like that that's a really big deal. Um, so is three two two. So like he, is it like Hebrew or Muslim dating or something like that? Well, actually, there's some suggestion that it's actually Christ's birthday because he was actually born sometime in the spring through the summer. I mean, he was not born on twenty fifth. No, it wasn't Christmas. I knew that. No, it's not December twenty fifth. No, that's, that's Mithra's pale. That's every other god's birthday, but it's sure not Christ. Yeah, it's like something pagan or something, isn't it? Pagan, right? Well, it's Absolutely, it's something it's, pagan. <laughs> I, I think you guys, uh, you know, we need to get back on track. And, and the point is, if you're doing <laughs> what we are supposed to be doing, if you're if you're helping your neighbor out, if you're looking out for the orphans, the widows, you're standing up for people that are helpless. If you're doing the things that we are called to do, you will be attacked. The 
the subliminal subliminal messages and all that shit, the, the dancing with the stars and all the happy-go-lucky and life is supposed to be so wonderful stuff, you know, that's all feeding the same dragon. And, and it's it's just taking you away from any kind of personal responsibility because you look around and everybody's on jet skis and four-wheelers and having a great time, and here you are, you know, an outcast because you feel some kind of responsibility, not to just help the little old lady across the street, but to make sure she gets, she gets home three blocks away without getting mugged. And then you're going to check up on her the next day <coughs> to see if she needs any more help. You know, you know it, it's really nice, you know, somebody's got a call and you pray for them and you feel good because you did this, you know, wonderful thing. But take it to the next level. Follow up. You know, do you need me to go to the store for you? Can I buy, you know, what can I do? How can I help you out? And when you're doing that kind of thing, I, I, I didn't want to start these shows again. I really didn't. You know, it, it was it was because I believe in, in JC and Sean and their message and what they're teaching that I decided to go ahead and, and roll with it and then to add a Saturday night to it because it's the right thing to do. And it's cost me dearly. And, um you know, it's just the way it is. You know, we're supposed to be helping people out, and you will be attacked, okay? Your family will disown you. Things are going to happen. So, you know, it's, it's not just about the subliminal messages. That's just one small, tiny little part of the attack. Hey, Thank if you. I may, I'd like Thank to point you. something out. Just hold on a second. Guys, it's, this, it's like this. Um, I play music. I've been playing music for years. I sing, I play guitar, I play drums, play a little piano. I do all these things. I love music. It, I mean, I love it. But I can't participate in bands. I can't do these calls playing drums. I literally have taught myself to oil paint because I could. I had to give up music. And, like, when other people are going to movies and concerts and doing this and this and this, John and I are on the phone, or we're in front of a documentary, or we're in front of a law book. It takes dedication, and it takes a lot of sacrifice. You don't get time with your family. I sacrifice a lot of time with my family doing this. I don't. When I watch TV, it's something like Aerial America or something silly. I mean, it, it's it. I don't watch like regular regular shows. I I do like some movies sometimes because I do think you learn stuff about the world through them if you if you know what to look for in the symbology, but. Yeah, I'm with Gus. I mean, you're you, you. It takes a lot. Like the reason we know so much is because we don't watch TV. We we study instead of watching TV. And somebody else was getting ready to say something. Go ahead. No, I just I was just with Jeremy. I was just saying thank you, Gus. Being <laughs> shaman. Oh, sorry, man. I'm uh, just loopy right now. This head cold, and if I don't get stuff out immediately when I'm thinking it, I forget all about it. No, that's all right. Me too, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like that too. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot, of, like, there's a lot, a lot of sacrifice, man, that goes into it, guys. But I promise you, it pays off when you, when you. I mean, I don't know how many people on here do it, but when you're able to go, like, when there's somebody who's needy, okay, like they don't have anybody in their corner, they don't know what to do, and they get to the point where they're wanting you to help them and you're able to help them without harming them, man, that's a really wonderful feeling. Not I mean, that's a, that's a television either, man. 
That's that's what, that's Normally the thing I know. Ago, I mean, watch out for you, George. Leeches, there's leeches out there that will just take advantage of you, regardless of who you are. You got to be able to read people to do that. You can't. Well, we do, I, I, man. I mean, we do. Yeah. We have we have it, but we have been hurt. But I mean, at the same time. We have a system in place, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, and I think that all goes back to what was said earlier about the, you know, the struggles when the devil comes at you. You know, you stay true, you stay true in it, and and whenever you complete that task, you gain that much more. So it fills you up that much more. Next level. Well, Chris, hey Chris, what? How was? How did Christ withstand the temptations of of Satan? Do you remember? Every time Satan threw something at him, what did he do? He spoke the word. He didn't. He 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 didn't fall for it. Well, yeah, but he spoke the word like that guy just said. I mean, he literally took truth. He took the law of God, and he smacked Satan across the face with it. The truth. And and if you look, and if you look at what he offered Christ, it's the same thing the system is offering you. Now, it's basically the same thing. Basically, it is the same thing. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. So so you're going through the same temptations just in slow motion. You're being cooked like a frog, you know? And, man, I'm telling you, when when people start waking up, it's like some of the people on this call don't know that much. Some know quite a bit. The more you know, the wiser you get. Man, dude, the, it's almost like living in a completely different dimension. Yeah, like but you can it wrong to stick a firecracker up a frog's ass. Probably. It's like what's in front of, you're in front of the street, and he asks you a, a, a mana question, and you're like Jesus in the wilderness, and the devil's asking you, hey, turn this stone into bread, and you and you know who you are, you just you, you rely on who, the man created in God's image. <laughs> I don't live on bread alone, but the, the word of God from my Father in heaven. Well, and that goes back to don't worry about what you're going to say in court, right? Right, exactly. Because why? Because he's going to tell you. But he can't tell you if you don't know it, if it's not on your heart. You see? I mean, man, if you listen to these lesson plans we've been doing, they all tie together like a nice little knot. I mean, it's so basic, and it really is just simple. Read it, do it, mean it. I mean, it's just get it in your heart and then live it. Because when you go to court, man, I'm telling you right now, if you're not able to dodge arrows and, and know what's coming and know how it's coming or why they're saying something a certain way, it is so subtle. I mean, we've seen people lose jurisdiction so subtle. It's just like, oh, was it, did he lose jurisdiction? I think he did lose jurisdiction. I mean, you almost don't catch it if you don't pay attention. And that's how good these guys are. That's why they call them magicians. They're ma- ma- magistrates. They're good, man. They're really good. Hey, John, tell them about that. what that uh, U.S. attorney told us when we went to the FBI building that time. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we go up there, 
of course, you got to put everything in a lockbox, like in your pocket. And, uh, you know, they allowed us to take paperwork up there. So we get this uh, AUSA, which is an assistant U.S. attorney, to come out and talk to us. And uh, this woman is actually from that first audio that Gus put up. This woman was taking her paperwork up there, basically say, hey, look, they're lawless down there, um, you know. And that guy looked at her paperwork and said, yeah, yeah, you guys got it right. And we told him um, what they were doing. And, uh, you know, at first he kind of thought that we were sovereign citizens. And then when he saw the paperwork and we kind of talked to him for a minute, he he really opened up to us like, uh, you know, like he was just talking to any other attorney. And we were talking to him about jurisdiction. And he just starts laughing. He's like, yeah. We got this magistrate over here, and he is really slick. You know, when people come in and they're saying this or they're saying that or they're saying I am man and and this and that, this guy, he'll just, you know, he'll just ask them for a driver's license because you got to have one to get in the building for the most part and uh, just different things like that. But he was joking about, yeah, we know exactly how, how jurisdiction works, and, you know, you're right, and they are really slick. Um, so they, you know, for the most part, the ones who are well-educated, like when you're in AUSA, you're, you're no pumpkin bumpkin, you know what I mean? Like you, you know law, uh, you have to go through some pretty strenuous, uh, tests to, to get that position. Typically you have to, um, be in private practice for so many years before getting into that position. You have to do so many jury trials so many civil trials, so many criminal trials. They they don't just hire anybody to be an AUSA. So, but, yeah, I mean, they, they know what they're doing. On the federal level, like, the magistrate that we went and talked to yesterday, in my opinion, those are the scariest judges to deal with because they don't really know law. I mean, she did not really understand what she was doing she just knew what she wasn't going to do. She wasn't going to sign a warrant for a judge who outranked her. Like, she just would not do that. Um, so, But she didn't even know the statute that she was relying upon to try and send us away. And very clearly in that statute, although I, I can't interpret it, I don't understand it, <laughs> but um, it basically says that uh, you know, the statute doesn't really apply. This is at least my interpretation on any uh, common law writ of capias, okay, which was basically what we were doing. We didn't call it that because that's still legal language. That, that would be like the English common law. Um, but that's, that's basically when somebody goes in with a declaration and witnesses and says, hey, that man did me wrong. And we got witnesses to say that man did me wrong. Um, because, and even in the statute, it says something to the effect of, like, uh, one man or woman can go in to the magistrates to swear out a warrant, basically unless the magistrate really questions their story. Okay, so as long as they swear it under oath, as long as the magistrate doesn't really have a good reason to not believe them, they're supposed to swear out the warrant, but if the 
magistrate kind of questions their story, like, uh, there's some things not adding up here. All they have to do is have one uninterested party as a witness, which would have easily been Shaman and, um, you know, this other man that we'll just call D right now. Because, you know, D doesn't have, I mean, he doesn't have, I don't even think he has my phone number. Um, we know each other, but, you know, we don't talk on the phone every day. I mean, basically, he's an uninterested party. He just was there to act as a witness, and it was one of Shaman's friends. So, you know, that meets the criteria right there. But, of course, I can't interpret their statutes. So, but by law, we, we had every right to go in there and make that happen. And we were denied right and justice. And, and if people don't start getting together and forcing the issue then they're going to keep doing this. It's like a little child, you know, like a five-year-old child who does something wrong and then gets away with it, you know, and then he does it again and then gets away with it. When, when you catch a five-year-old child doing something wrong, you have to punish them so that they don't think that they can get away with it again. You know, it's like no bank robber goes out to rob a bank thinking he's going to get caught. It just doesn't happen. If somebody thinks that they're going to get caught, they won't rob the bank. It's that simple. And you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, who are you to judge? And you can't, you shouldn't want to punish people. But think about this. Are you not doing them a service? Do you honestly think that judge for the rest of his family's generations, that everybody's going to be a judge to where they can protect his family? So when his family is unprotected, what do you think they're going to use against his people? Or this magistrate who's sitting there, what happens when she's not a magistrate? Or what happens if her son's in another state and he gets arrested for something? They're not going to be protected. And what are they going to be under? The same yoke that these people are peddling. So literally by trying to educate them or punish them when they do good, it's just like your child. If you punish your child because they do wrong, it's not to... to be vindictive is to keep them from hurting themselves and others. You know, like when I walk into the room, and my if my daughter is even starting to raise her voice, I don't have to say anything to her. All I have to do is step into the room. It stops right away. And I've never hit my daughter. Don't have to. She knows, man, you don't do that. It's a respect thing. <clears throat> but these people are so far out of control that they're harming their own families. And let me ask you a question. How much longer, look, if there's no redress, Gus's favorite word, how much longer do you think it's going to be before, oh, you don't agree with us, and they just shoot you in the face? I mean, man, you've already got cops right now who think it's okay to shoot you because you actually get your driver's, the driver's license that they just told you to get. Hey, or arrest a kid for not riding, for riding his bike across the street. He arrested a kid for riding his bike across the street. Hey, just think about it this way for everybody on the call. You got an 87-year-old war veteran, okay, that they're allowing to get robbed by people working for the county who are supposedly there to serve and protect them. If they are willing to rob an innocent little 87-year-old war veteran, how long do you think it's going to be before it's you? 
Hey, um, because of the silence, I just want to jump in here. I am new to this call, so I have no idea what you guys are trying to, the movement you guys are trying to do. Um, so this is your turn to convince a, an absolute stranger of your cause, and I want to hear your, hear your, what you guys are about, if you would be willing to. How long have you been listening? For the past 25 minutes. 25 minutes? All right. So on Wednesday nights, we do a call on uh, common law, natural law, and how to help each other out, how to help a man regain um, control over his own property, basically. And then on Saturday nights, we talk about why we do such a thing, why we help each other out. And so, uh, you know, I'll just read this to you. This is, I was hoping to read tonight anyway. Uh, I was just reading Job this week because... Sean mentioned that he talked about, you know, who instigated the attack on Job. And I want Sean to follow up and talk about that. But uh, so I, I went and I was reading, and I read this. It's, it says, uh, starting at uh, 29.11, when the ear heard me, then, then it blessed me, and when the eye saw me, it gave witness to me. And he's talking about how, uh, how much of a, of a man about town he was. Everybody knew who he was. Everybody had respect for him. So, you know, the, first, the, the ten verses before that talk about, you know, what an awesome guy Job was. And then he talks about why. So in 29.12, he says, because, so this is why he was so well respected, because I delivered the poor that cried and the fatherless and him that had none to help him. The blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My judgment was a robe and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind, and feet was I to the lamb. I was a father to the poor, and the cause which I knew not I searched out. And I break the jaws of the wicked, and pluck the spoil out of his teeth. That is what we do. We search out things that we don't even know are an issue, and we try to help people out with those things. And so, you know, that's we, we talk about how we do that on Wednesday nights, and on Saturdays we talk about why we do it. Um, the the uh, you care if I tell them something, Gus? No, go ahead. I'm I'm done. Basically. To answer your question, from my perspective, what it is is you have a legal system that's in place. The legal system is private, copyrighted law for them. Um, it's like, think of it like a company like Lowe's has a rule book, company rule book, okay, policies and procedures that they have to follow. And the only time those things are applicable is if you work for that company. There's a misnomer about who is part of the company, um, and it is a company. The United States is absolutely a company. I can prove it unequivocally. It's not a problem. But uh, then there's a law system, a law system being under natural rights, which is discussed even from their perspective, and a lot of it, uh, a lot of code and statutes are based on that, okay? And the problem is people keep mixing the two worlds, and they don't understand it, and that's true of both sides, not just not just the legal system, because a lot of them, like when attorneys, the word attorney means to turn over a good or service to another lord or king or god, 
and the service is you. So when you're represented, representation of purpose is a fiction of law. So what we're trying to teach people is law. And that's natural rights and laws uh, a belief. Like you can create law yourself. And uh, it's called contracts. So most people don't understand that. And they keep mixing the two worlds. And it's causing a lot of havoc um, from both sides. And that's where the term sovereign citizen is coming from. Because they, they're trying to express what they know in their heart. But they're doing it incorrectly. And it's actually... Uh, borderline wrong because they're going into that world trying to tell those people how to live and they can't do this and they can't do that. But that's only true in relevance to them. Like if they want to sign and work for Lowe's, they absolutely can. If they want to be part of that legal system, they have every right to do so um, if they see it as a benefit. But, you know, just okay. like – Can I can I hold on. for a second? Hold on. No, let me finish. Um, so – from our perspective, natural rights is the law of God that's written on your heart. You know, like don't steal, don't murder, don't lie. It's pretty simple. You know, you have a right to pursue happiness. And as long as you don't harm your fellow man or do something uh, to, you know, to cause loss or, or injury or harm, nobody has a right to tell you how to live. That's good to Listen, uh, so are any of you here lawyers, attorneys? No, I would never be an attorney, ever. Would I want to be an attorney? Okay. Right. And no, nobody here, uh, for the most part, I mean, I can I can speak for myself, but I believe that I speak for Gus and Shaman as well. Uh, we are not acceptors of titles, okay? We, we don't accept titles. Like, uh, Shaman and I were actually on a really interesting phone call with an attorney the other week, and he kept asking who I was, what my name was, you know, and uh, he really wanted my last name. And, um, you know, I was like, well, I'm, I'm just not comfortable telling you that. And he goes, I just wish to know who I'm speaking with. And I go, you're speaking to a man who spends all of his time uh, aiding and assisting his fellow mankind the best way that he knows how. And that's exactly who you are talking to. You, you, don't, you don't have to have my name to know who I am. I mean, Shaman uses this example all the time, <clears throat> you know, with Moses. Who should I say sent me? I am. I am that I am. It doesn't matter who just go do what I told you to do, you know, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's just like that, I mean, that's who I am, that's, that's what I do as well, but it, but it's in my nature, it's in, it's in every cell of my body to do that, uh, when I got arrested and sat 48 hours in jail, I was as comfortable as can be, um, you know, a lot of people would probably be threatening it, I, I wasn't. You know, I, I slept as much as I could, and then when I finally woke up, it was kind of ironic, but I woke up, and this guy was like, books, books, does anybody want books? And I was like, hey, come over here, man. You got a KJV? I'll take a KJV. You got one of those? And, of course, he just ran and got me one real quick. But, you know, I mean, hey, it's Jay. like... 
Huh? Hey, I'm sorry. Can I ask him a question real quick? Sure. Hey, maybe it's presumptuous, but you were asking if we were attorneys or lawyers. Would you expound on that? Pardon me, I couldn't hear you. You were asking if any of us were attorneys or lawyers, and you were mm-hmm. wise to make a distinction. Can you expound on that? Uh, like I just what were you for acting then? Because I'll, I'll tell you exactly why. Because I'm thinking about being a lawyer. I got into law school. I got into GW Law. I got into um, George Mason University Law School. I got in, I got into a bunch of law schools with scholarships, etc. I was. I, I, okay. The reason I got to this call was because I saw it was about common law and pre-constitutional law is one of my passions. Oh, it uh, absolutely is. It absolutely is. Um, it's a little deeper. Uh, so, so the reason, the reason I asked you, the reason I asked you is, it, are you guys lawyers officially? Was specifically for that reason because I wanted to a see if I was talking to uh, other uh, attorneys and see if you guys are actually uh, if you guys hold these beliefs because I. I hold a lot of the same beliefs that you do that, you know, they're trying to mind control the masses and there are a ton of calls on talk show that are uh, specifically on that nature, how to avoid brainwashing, how to avoid mind control technology, how to, there are a bunch of people that consider themselves targeted by the U.S. government, by the exact cabal that you guys are fighting against. However, What's okay. your name, man? Well, I'm my name is AJ. Can you let him? My, my name is Moses. My name is Moses. <laughs> Moses. <laughs> All right, Moses. Um, that's you like- I, I went to school for law as well. It's not mm-hmm. something that I, I readily talk about a lot. Um, so basically, when I went to school for law, I, I pretty much already kind of saw through the system. Um, and I'm going to ask you a question, and it'd be really awesome if uh, you could could answer it pretty quickly. Uh, do you know the difference between an attorney and a lawyer? An attorney, apparently, as you just said, turns his services for his client, which is you. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, do you know what a lawyer is? Uh, something similar. Um, actually, a lawyer is not similar at all. Uh, you know, I've, I've gone around and I've helped a lot of people out. And when somebody says that I'm their attorney, when they're, like, introducing me to one of their friends or something, I will absolutely jump down their throat. Um, if somebody says that I am their lawyer, it depends on who it is. I might correct them in private, um, just like, hey, don't say that, or I might allow them to say that a lawyer is someone who is extremely skilled in the common law, okay? That, that's the difference. Um, and a lawyer will always act in law. An attorney can only act at law, okay? So <laughs> those are the differences. Like, uh, like a judge, every judge is a lawyer, okay? Not every attorney is a lawyer. Okay, uh, sorry if I'm being blunt, but what is your point? Well, uh, John, talk about what an attorney is to a turn. 
Well, I mean, technically you asked. That's what the point was. But I actually I have somewhere I want to go with that after John answers this. There was a reason I asked you to explain it because I thought I understood what you were really getting to. And when John gets done, there's something I want to, if you'll give me a moment, I'd like to talk to you about. Uh, basically, I guess my point is, is that unless you get into intellectual property rights, um, basically if you're an attorney, it's very, very difficult to be a lawyer, okay? And it doesn't necessarily mean that getting a law degree is a bad thing. There are plenty of people who get law degrees and go into media, okay? A lot of people who present media actually have law degrees, and that actually used to be more common because when they would get into the system and see how corrupt it was, uh, they they would get into something that they thought wasn't corrupt and kind of showing the people, showing society what was really going on. And news media is pretty much the best outlet for that. My, uh, a good, really, really good friend of mine who's an attorney, um, in fact, I had him present my case when I was going through a divorce uh, because I couldn't present it myself because of, like, basically, I was wishing to enforce codes and statutes, and I knew that I couldn't do that, and I had my own reasons for that. Um, <clears throat> so, but anyways, I had a lot of respect when we showed up for court, and uh, he was he was talking to someone else in my family, and he he used to be one of five attorneys that represented Walmart in the southeastern district of the United States. And he basically told my family member that the reason he got into family law is because the rest of the legal system was so corrupted that that was the only place he felt like he could make a difference. So, you know, I guess the point is, is that these are some things you might wish to think about before you go into law school. And congratulations for getting into Georgetown. That's pretty admirable. Thank you. And uh, exactly, uh, I agree with you that those are things that I should consider. Um, and I thought I didn't want to be presumptuous. It was why I, I asked you the way I did to explain yourself. I don't like being presumptuous. I went into most – this is not true of most cops in, in certain avenues, okay? I actually read – case law and stuff like that. Like, I used to keep Lexus Nessex books under my bed. You know, I read why I was doing things the way I... Or the reasons why I was doing things the way I did. Um, it caused some riffles and ruffles and waves for me in the department because most cops don't do that. They, It's just like most people go to church. They just kind of follow the herd. And what they were taught by their sarge, who taught their sarge, who was taught by the sarge before them. Um, some of those guys are pretty slick, some not so much. When it gets into law, they literally, most of them don't know. They don't. It's not being derogatory. They're not taught law. They're policy enforcers. They're taught codes and statutes. Um, if you really want to get into the difference between the two, get a Webster's 1828 Unabridged Dictionary and a Black's Law and put them side by side. And when you start doing the etymology of the word and the difference between terms and definitions, It'll help you with those questions that you're asking because I, I will tell you right now, I've never had an attorney that John and I didn't win a, uh, the debate with. And 
it's that's not arrogant. It's just if you know law and how to do things, um, you you know attorneys are at law for a reason. Um, your mother is in law for a reason. They're two different worlds, and you don't have to have a title to know law. Um, and that may be being presumptuous, and I'm not putting words in your mouth. I was wondering if you were thinking that. No, I have a nine and a half year street credit as a cop, not losing but one court case the entire time I was in. John went to law school, and we have tons of court experience, both at the federal level, the local and the state level. Um, And, you know, I actually had a pretty big federal case that I actually won. And I would have won it in a way that you never would have believed unless you saw it. And um, it was the difference between law and legal. So legalese is dog Latin. So I would absolutely suggest that you get the Webster's and a book called um, Lessons in English by Sarah Lockwood. They'll be instrumental in your understanding of law when you start breaking these case these case laws down and these um, notes to decisions and things like that. And I think it will help you have a broader understanding of it and may very well uh, help you choose the direction you wish to go. Hey, Shaman, did you notice that when you learned the law and code statutes on top of that, and then when you went back and read the Bible, it like meant something totally, you're like, what? <laughs> well, it's the that- same thing with like the Greek, the Hebrew, and the Chaldean. When you start transliterating the Bible, a lot of times it takes on total different meanings than yeah. what you hear in churches today. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Oh, I mean, I, I haven't heard that from my pastor at all, like the stuff I'm, we're talking about. I'm, I'm like, wow. And he has, he's old Pastor Hagee, born in the And, and hey. uh, I mean, like, he didn't teach, I actually hey. sent or his son, actually, Matt Hagee, I sent him stuff, like, email him, his secretary all the time. I was like, hey, here's this, was, this is where it's different in the King James Version where, versus the 1560 Geneva Bible. <laughs> hey, Jeremy. Yeah. Sorry. Give, just hold on. No, that's fine. Just hold on one second. I wanted to give him an opportunity to respond if he had a statement or a question to what I yeah. said. Or well, go yeah, ahead. I wanted I wanted uh, the caller to come back as well. Uh, but before you do, uh, Common Law Shamanism is a web page <clears throat> you can go to where JC and Shaman have put a list of uh, material for you to, to look at and study and to open your eyes to what's going on. Uh, beyond what you know, we talk about here, and that's at uh, the website redressfordummies.org. If you look in the about section, you'll see about common law shamanism, and uh, that's where I just posted the link. So if you're on the computer, you'll be able to see that. Go ahead, uh, Sean. No, I was just waiting to see if you had something he wanted to add, say, or question. Yeah, absolutely. Your name's Sean, right? Yeah. All right, so listen, Sean, um, the the reason that I asked uh, whether any of you were either attorneys or lawyers, uh, I didn't make a distinction. The reason I asked was because originally I said I had been listening for 25 minutes. One of you was talking about a case that you had filed with the judge and how the judge uh, had thrown your case out as frivolous or something, I'm not sure. Essentially, the judge did not give you the decision. She didn't want to overturn the higher judge. Uh, that had cast a decision on your case. So that's the reason I asked. Uh, I heard that you were um, 
essentially litigating a case per se, I was wondering um, if you guys were attor- any of you were attorneys or lawyers. That's why I asked originally. Um, the first did you say hold litigating on, on. a case pro se? Is that what you said? Yes. No, absolutely not. We would never litigate a case pro se. Okay. Ever. You got, <laughs> we one of, never one of you was talking to a judge uh, trying to get it, get them to overturn a decision. No. That's why I asked. Uh, no, that's not, that's not factual. Hey, Moses, um, what we were talking about. <laughs> Moses. <laughs> I love <laughs> What we were talking about was uh, a man who was acting as judge uh, because, of course, he's a man first. Like, a judge is just an intellectual concept. It's a thought. It's an idea, just like the state. Um, It can't, like, a judge cannot make a decision. The man who acts as judge makes a decision, and that man who was acting as judge, um, he he threw me in jail for 48 hours. basically because I was helping an 87-year-old war veteran stand up in court. And we were going there to swear out a warrant with the magistrate. Um, right. Yeah, so so we weren't litigating a case. We were pursuing a criminal action. Okay. Apparently they think they're above the law because venue and jurisdiction, do you understand the difference? I have not studied the law. I let, let me finish my point. Uh, that is that is my second point. Um, you all seem educated. I wasn't uh, implying that you needed to be a lawyer to understand the law. I wasn't implying. Yeah, the the whole point between uh, distinction between uh, you guys being attorneys or lawyers is irrelevant. That's the only reason I asked. Regardless, you guys seem to know no, the law pretty well. Hold on. Yeah, sure. Regardless. You guys seem to know the law pretty well. Um, now I know some of your background. Um, the reason that I um, am interested in the law, and I, and I don't think that you need to be a lawyer or an attorney to understand the law. I absolutely agree with you there. My issue, or my my mindset is centered around the fact that we do have these kind of cabals. We do have these interest groups that are ruining the lives of thousands of people. And yet, uh, unless you are an attorney or unless you are a lawyer, you can't really do much about it. Um, That is my impetus for studying the law. And like I said, I am debating currently whether or not I should proceed with my study. Now, like I said, my my mindset is um, it's similar to yours in, in the sense that I feel like I don't think that the the courts are necessarily uh, always going to put out the best uh, best decisions. I think uh, we can see that in our Supreme Court cases, not the recent ones. Or I mean. Everybody has a problem with one or multiple Supreme Court cases. I'm not going to try to make this political by any means. So anyway, I'm just saying that I agree with you that you don't need to be a lawyer to know the law, but I was wondering if, not if you could, um, you know, provide any, any sort of advice, but I was just wondering for that, for that matter because you said you were uh, lobbying for a veteran or there was some case there. So that's why I asked. Now, yeah, real- no, no, hold on. Let me just finish my point real quick. 
So the call that I was looking for, like I said, I stumbled upon this. This is a kind of out of the blue. I, I just dialed in because I was looking for another call. The call that I am looking for, we are a group of essentially 10,000 people that has been victim non-consensual experimentation by the U.S. government. Against our will, we are put into this program where they are testing these uh, directed energy weapons on us, similar to the sonic weapons that you've seen used in Cuba and you, now you in China. You need to talk to me about that later on because I can direct you to like all the information. I was going like, to say, that's that show you go to, ain't it, Jeremy? Yeah, it's on Sunday nights. It's actually energy weapons and harassment, satellite harassment. And Dr. Uh, Paul, so, and so you guys are aware. Rob, of it. I just wanted to let you know that this is going on, and uh, and oh, I you know, know it's going you guys, on, but you guys can probably do something about it. Hold on, Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy, hold on a second. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Yeah, I just wanted, I really want to. I really want to address something you said real quick. But go ahead. I just wanted to say the reason that I'm calling is because I stumbled upon this call. I figured if you guys were lawyers or attorneys, maybe you could help do something about it. If not, then uh, I mean, I'm content to just listen. I, I'm not. I'm enjoying your call, Frank. Yeah. Well, the reality is, is, and this is what I was really getting to for this whole thing, and that's what I was hoping you were thinking. The reality is, is being an attorney, you'll never make a difference in that system. And the reason is, is the same thing. Let's say you went to work for Lowe's, okay? Um, how know. much effect are you going to have over the Lowe's handbook? Working as a cart guy out in the in the parking lot, none, right? Because you're not the CEO, you're not rich, you didn't create the company, and you're not going to have any say-so. So the, the, the impact that you're going to have is going to be so minuscule, it's going to be incredibly, incredibly frustrating. However, let's say you started your own hardware store, and then you taught the other customers that you were a better place to shop. So essentially what, to cut to the chase of what JC, Gus, and myself are doing is the reality is we do no law. And we're not pro se. We don't do any of that stuff. The way the way you make a difference is by learning law, teaching others the law, and sharing your belief and standing together. If you try to go into that system, it would be like me being a cop. When I was a cop, I beat my head against the wall trying to make changes within the system on certain levels as far as morality or just attitudes or how to treat people or think about different situations. And I wasn't perfect. I had my struggle. I mean, it, it wasn't like I was cop of the year. I, I sucked in my own way. So I'm not trying to be above all those guys by any stretch, man. A lot of those guys put in a hard night and they go through a lot of crap. Um, it's a tough job. <clears throat> but I'm not going to change it because the system is the system. You understand? You don't tear down a system to fix it. The way you fix it is to create your own. And then you live as you wish. And they have to honor that because it's your belief, man. You need to get away. And the, and the good news is, is you're not the only one out there searching. You know, that's these people on this call are looking too. And a lot of us have similar beliefs. And when you have that, now you have a family. And that family, you can call it a company. You can call it an organization. You can call it a trust. And the smarter we are in the law, the better protection we can afford ourselves. And the more we stand together, the greater the numbers to do it with. So that's kind of what I was getting at. I just, I wanted you to see that, like, the same, I went in to be a cop to make a difference. I didn't get beat up in high school. 
you know, I, I wasn't that guy. Um, I really became a cop to make a difference and change the world. I went from making, I think, around fifty grand a year to like nineteen thousand dollars. I don't even think I asked what I made at my interview. I didn't even know the, the chief had to tell me later how much I made. That's actually what got me the job. Um, I put myself through the police academy. Man, I was a true believer. And I just realized I was beating my head against the wall because it's not the cop that makes the difference. The system is the system, and we didn't write it, man. <laughs> so so we're not the grantor of it. You're not going to change the rules. I mean, they are who they are. The best Do you honestly think that by setting up an alternate system, you think that setting up an alternate system is more viable than starting at the bottom and trying to fix it from within? Do you honestly think Jesus- that? Jesus Christ brought Rome to its knees by preaching and giving people fish. Yeah, I think so. Hey, and I well, actually, but no, wait, 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 but people getting together. Hold on, Jeremy. Hold on, Jeremy. Hold on, Jeremy. Go ahead, JC. I got a really good answer for this, okay? Just go read John Locke's book, um, the, uh, the Two Treatises of Government. Okay, it's the second treatise, and that's Basically, what like what founded the United States of America was that they went off and created their own system of governance, and then they had the people more or less decide, which was called the Revolutionary War. So it's absolutely viable. Um, and then the other thing is is getting back for them, uh, like trying to join the system and changing it from the inside. Whenever somebody brings up this idea to me. Here's what I tell them. I say, hey, you guys, you know what? The mafia is awful. You know, we don't like what the mafia is doing, so I'm going to go join it and change it from the inside. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what you're saying. <clears throat> hey, I mean, before, dude, he's, he's not before. being facetious, man. No, no, no that's not. No, that's, that's true. Hey, I'll, say I'll say one hey, thing Jeremy, and I'll shut up. I'll say one thing and I'll shut up. Hold on a second. Hold on. Uh, this is the last thing I'll say. Jeremy, hold on. That's not Jeremy. Yeah, it is. It's Moses. It's Moses. Moses. I, uh, <laughs> listen, we're at the two-hour mark, and I don't mind if we keep going. Oh, my God, it's Moses. I'm meeting myself. This is Jeremy. I'm meeting myself. I think his name was AJ. Anyway, listen, there's contact information for us on the website at the very bottom of every page. Redressfordummies.org is my email. You can reach me there. And JC and Shaman have a separate email. Theirs is J-C-A-N-D-S-H-A-M-A-N at gmail.com. So uh, you, can, you can get this recording later if you want. You can download it. You can get that information. You can uh, go to chatgrabber.com. And you can look up this show, 134084, episode 136, and you'll see everything I posted, all the links throughout the show. There's a lot of information there that I post as we as we go along. Janine's on the call tonight, and, and she a lot of things that are said, Janine will actually post as they're being said. And there's just a lot of information on in that chat grabber. And, uh, and on the website, the the but that's how you can get back to us. That's how you can contact us after the show or come back on Wednesday night. I just wanted to get that in there for you and for whoever's listening to the recording later. Hey, guys, can I say one last thing? 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like okay. So what the guy was talking about, um, satellite terrorism or harassment actually happened in my town. You got Dr. Hall, actually my friend that used to do security for his building, and um, they can actually see your thoughts on a computer screen and harass you and put thoughts in your head as if your own thoughts. But don't take my word for it. That all, that there's an actual court case in San Antonio, Texas, and the guy got off because he was a PI guy. His, he was a former FBI agent in San Antonio, and that's what he got. He got off because his job was stalking. <laughs> but you can you can look up Dr. Hall, or you can look up the the inventor of the technology for the CIA, which is Robert Duncan, and it, it looks up the Robert Duncan interviews with Jesse Ventura on True TV, and he comes out and says, I wish I never invented this stuff because it's like God technology. And it's yeah. Hey, Jeremy, you, got a call, you guys are doing a call tomorrow night about this, right? Well, no, no, they, they, there's a call that I, I, I don't do, but there's a call tomorrow night that, that's on about um, her, uh, uh, satellite do rap. You have, do you have that talk to number? Um, if you go to live, I I only listened to it once actually like three weeks ago. Um, so if you go if you tomorrow night if you get on Talkshoe around this time and you look for live calls, you'll probably run across that call. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll be on. I want to I want to turn it. We're we're well over the two hour mark, so I want to start wrapping up and turn it back over to Sean and JC. Last thing, Moses here. Last thing, uh, everything you guys said was great. I just want to say for the gentleman that was saying about to go read John Locke and the treatise of, treatise of government, second, uh, the second treatise, there is a difference, as you so eloquently put, between law and legal. That's all I'll say. Yeah, and if you go to law school, that will probably be a required book, just to let you know. All right. All right, that's all. Thanks. Thank you for coming out, Moses. We really appreciate you. Thanks Absolutely. For yeah, that was that was like crossing barriers right there. <laughs> but th- thanks everyone else for coming out tonight, and uh, another special thanks and shout out to all of the people who came down to North Carolina yesterday and supported us um, and took the time off work, you know took time out of their life, drove miles, and you're really making a difference even if you haven't seen it yet. It's, it's coming. So tough day. You know, that there's something to be said, and this is true almost universally. Most people who get out of law enforcement, and there's a huge turnover rate. Right now in the local city that I'm near, the average is two years. The same is true for CPS workers. Um, it's an incredibly high turnover rate. And the reason is, is because when you get into it, you find out it's much different than what you thought. And the people that are able to withstand it are either an incredibly unique and strong-willed people or they get swallowed up by the belief of it. And I've seen some really decent people get chewed up in that in that system but almost you without question most people that get out of law enforcement resent and and dislike it 
a lot. It has some wonderful, wonderful qualities, and and there's an incredible amount of of ability to help people. There really is. I mean, when you can save somebody's life or something like that. And and honestly, a lot of the stuff they do, a lot of the stuff they do, people are asking them to do by surrendering jurisdiction to them. Um, you know, it's not all their fault. So. That's important to keep in your mind. But when you start getting educated, again, going back to the purpose of this call, education, coming together, helping one another, getting on these calls, bringing more people to these calls, getting your own call going once you get educated, because I would advise everybody before they start teaching to really make sure they know what they're talking about. Because I'm telling you, man, people can get really hurt, really get hurt doing this if they do it the wrong way and we're going to try and deal with some of those issues as we go but you know the main thing was just to kind of brag on the people yesterday that came and helped and brag on the family and to oh hey Gus and maybe I missed it I forgot somebody sent me a text they couldn't find that audio that we put out where was that again it's on (laughs) if you go to talk to the same place you went to get on this call it's uh, it's uh, 135. Call number 135. Okay. Episode 135. It says uh, episode 135. JC and Shaman. Oh, I spelled Shaman wrong. <laughs> Attempt to swear out a warrant against the judge. It says that. I mean, I didn't. I didn't know what else to write. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's what we did. I mean, it's guys. They basically just saying they're above the they're above the law. That's the message they sent to the whole world that they can do anything. The cop literally said no crime was committed, even though it was painfully obvious that yeah, a crime was even in their world. Um. And they just said, no, we don't, we don't really care. We're not doing it. We're not getting any help here. As a matter of fact, did anybody pick up on the fact that he threatened us with trespassing in a public building? So if you think a sheriff, your local sheriff, is, is, a, is a government, public government, you might want to research that on Manta.com because, guys, you can only be trespassing if it's private property, first of all. And second of all, it wasn't even marked. So... That's interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Are you pursuing that still? I don't mean to prolong the call. Uh, yeah, it will be pursued. It, it's going to be pursued until they uh, do something about it, believe me. Yeah, you can't give up, man, just because it gets tough or rough or annoying. I mean, we're we're not quitting, man. Oh, you can't. Like, like, like uh, Glenn Winningham, Dr. Fern. Did you did you hear? Did you read about when he sued the Queen England or Queen England or whatever? I don't want to get into another subject, Jeremy. Is there any uh, questions? Is there anybody hanging on with a, a question they need to ask before we get off the call? At seventy nine cents a dozen for eggs, is it really worth the wear and tear on a hen's ass? I've been waiting. That must be another person from Alabama. <laughs> Can you I, I, said, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be I shouldn't say that. That's no, he's probably at his sister's house right now. You shouldn't name a state, right? 
<laughs> That's so funny, guys. That's not funny. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Oh, that was, no, that <laughs> I don't was even funny. know anybody from where it was. <laughs> what did you, you guys think? I wanted Gus to know that I'm going to be praying for him because I feel what he's going through. And uh, away from all the other bullshit, we all have our stuff that we're we're all personally, privately going through. And we all should be praying for each other and uh, and and lifting each other up. And that's really what all this is about and bringing people together uh, where they can be together. There's no divi- division of mankind other than in their head. So I just wanted to say that. I'm going to be praying for you, Gus. Thank you. And uh, it, it makes a huge, huge difference to know, to see the board tonight, to have so few hecklers and so few people that I've had to mute out is really cool. To see you guys all on here, knowing that you could you could be doing something else on a Saturday night, to know that you guys are all out there, that, you know, that all the people that showed up for JC and Sean yesterday, you know, it, it's fantastic. And there was a long, long, long time where I just did the calls, did the calls, did the calls, and I, I just... When uh, when I started these back up again, I really I was asking myself, what the heck am I doing? You know, and it's uh, it, it's it's finally coming. There's, there's fruition. There's things that are happening, and the people that are the here tide tonight, is turning. The people that are here tonight are, um, you know, they're we're all of the same mind. We're all pursuing the same thing, and it's great to have that brotherhood, that sisterhood, that you know that to know that um, even though my family, my friends, my whatever, you know, looks at looks down on me or you because we choose to seek the truth regardless of what the truth is. No matter where we find it, we're gonna we're gonna stick with it. We're gonna hold it. Uh, you know, no to, matter to how know much it hurts, is is fantastic. So thank you all for being here. And uh, if anybody's got any quick questions they need to ask, please feel free to do so. But Can you I'm hear me, Gus? I can, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I have a quick success story, and I have some issues we'll talk about another night. But um, one of my friends got in some trouble because he's actually labeled as a sex offender because he was over 18 and the girl was under 18. This was many years ago. The officers of the law came after him and threw him in a room and made him sign papers and started putting all kinds of charges on it. But I, I went in with him, actually had made it to jury selection. And I, I coached him on common law. I coached him on what to say. All he did was tell his lawyer that if I've done wrong to anyone, let them come forward and I'll make it right. The lawyer told the prosecuting attorney and the judge, and he came back over and shook his hand and said, it's over. See you later. That's right. There's no accuser. That was amazing. I've never seen anything like that. We walked out of there. It was all gone. They did something. I think they called it Nolo Prosecce or something. Yeah. To where it never even existed because they don't want it on the books. Yeah. Are you familiar with my my gun case in 2015? <laughs> Listen to it a million times. Yeah. There's no accuser, man. There is, there's never an accuser. Right? When you stand before God, you're going to say the same thing. Where's my accuser? I'm forgiven. But but that's an amazing success story, and I've been studying this crap for a couple of years since I had issues with my own child support. 
I'm still fighting that, but I think I might actually have to file a case against them to get that somewhere. So the accuser also has to have first-hand knowledge. Come back on uh, come back on Wednesday night and talk some more about that. Hey, Gus. Yeah, hey, Gus. I still can't find that. And the other thing I, I need issues or I have issues with that I'm trying to help somebody else that got falsely accused of touching his own children. Yeah, come back on Wednesday night. We'll talk some more about that. We need to. Yeah, I didn't want to hold you up, so that's cool. No, that's fine. I got to go buff the floor, so. (laughs) All right, you have a great night, man. Uh, Thank you for everything you do, Gus, and I'll pray for you, too. Thank you. Uh, Gus, do you hear what I said? Yeah, I did. I'm looking at the call right now. It's it's episode 135, and it says uh, JC and Sean, and I just corrected the spelling on shaman. Uh, JC and shaman attempt to swear out a warrant against the judge. It's episode 135. I'll give you a link to it. You can pass on it. No, you, you don't have to. He's probably looking in something different other than the episodes. I, I, it's literally, dude, It was. Yeah. it's the episode 135. It's the, it's the last episode. This is going to be the last episode as soon as I terminate it, but right now 135 is at the top of the list. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up, and then uh, thank you all for coming, Sean and thank JC. You thank you so much, and yeah. All right, you, know, you guys are awesome. Thanks, guys. Praise God. Hey, Gus, John, you guys want to hop on for a sec? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, John, call everybody. All right. All right. Later. Take care, guys. See everybody. Thanks, guys. Good night. Later. Later, bro. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.